Bye. The vacuum tubes are warming up. This is a special live broadcast. Right here on Georgia Radio. 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 Well, happy Wednesday morning to you, Matt Jolly. Uh, you're on Neighbor to Neighbor with you today for the, uh, what is today? The, the 10th of August. As we're uh, getting ready for the Bellamy Brothers this weekend on Friday. And uh, next week, the legendary Dick Flood is going to be in Perry, Georgia, down there at the Buckarama. And Dick is uh, standing by right now, joining us uh, from his home. I wanted to, uh, to have you on because you're coming back to town. Uh, and it's, I, that's right. Yeah, uh, trouble coming back to town. <laughs> uh, that's right. Trouble's coming back. But, <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted to have you back because, uh, you know, you, you come to the Buckarama uh, quite frequently, and we, we met you there last year. Uh, yeah. But I wanted to make sure people had enough uh, advanced knowledge to know so they can come down and see you. Uh, for those that don't recognize your real name, your given name, Dick Flood, a lot of people know you as Oki Finoki Joe, uh, naturalist and outdoor educator for years and years around the state. But uh, before you got into all that, you were a, a country music star up there in Nashville. Uh, and you've written a book about that, Rubbing Shoulders with Country Giants. It's called My Walk Among the Stars. Uh, yeah. And it's just an. I got to tell you, Dick. I've I've been through this book now twice, and uh, I just I really enjoy it. I mean, so the, the stories that are in here uh, to me are are stories that you're just not going to you're not going to get them anywhere else. But it's just. Uh, I mean, these are things that you experienced, and it's uh, yeah, it's boy. just great stuff. <laughs> uh, really well, great I stuff. That, yeah. I appreciate you saying it's great stuff. If it's all true. <laughs> And uh, I tried to write it as best as I could. I never, I've never written books before. I never learned how to do that. But now I've got three. <laughs> so. Tell me about your time with Patsy Cline. Can do you mind indulging Patsy us Klein. just a little bit here? She, she, Patsy, Patsy, um, I met her first. For first, I first met her uh, early on, about 1956 or seven somewhere. I think it's 56. Yeah, when I just got out of the army and. I teamed up with an army buddy, Billy Graves, and we became the country lads. And we're on the Jimmy Dean show. Jimmy Dean had a, a, a local TV show it's called The Town and Country Jamboree every Saturday night, four hours televised, four hours every Saturday night over one of the local stations there, WMAL in, in uh, Washington, D.C. And uh, she was on there, and I was on her. I was, you know, and we got backstage, we talked a lot, you know, and I got to know her pretty well, yeah. She's a wonderful person, uh, and she was uh, a good friend. I mean, I, I, you wouldn't believe what she did for Billy Graves and me when when, when she got signed up with, with uh, Decca Records to make her first record, which was, uh, see, I forget the name of it now, but anyhow, um, she, she went to Nashville for the first time and, and met with her A&R man, uh, um, and uh she took a tape of Billy and me singing and gave it to him. When it was, she, he wanted to record us, too. She said, that's kind of the person she was. She was a friend, you know. So, yeah. And, uh, well, and, they, and uh, Owen Bradley was, was, was head of A&R man at Decca. He didn't want us. <laughs> but but I'm, I said, what she did was wonderful. Yeah. Well, you've got to have those kind of friends in this business uh, of oh, country boy. and Western radio. I mean, you've got to have yeah. got to have those mentors and friends out there. And, and what a... What a friend to have in the business, Patsy Klein. Yeah, my yeah. goodness. Oh, she was. She went on to be. Oh gosh, one of the hit record after hit record, and the fame's good. Gosh, all over the world. 
and uh, she's, she's missed by all people all over the world. I wanted to to rewind uh, just a bit now that we have everybody's attention. You throw out the name Patsy Cline and everybody's paying attention. Yeah. So the uh, the Luzon Valley boys, when, when you were still uh, in the service, yeah. uh, you found yourself over there at Clark Air Force Base uh, right. in the Philippines, and this would have been in the in the 50s. And right. I guess when music is in your blood, it, it's just part of who you are, and it doesn't matter if you're in the... The Army, the Air Force, whatever you're gonna you're gonna start singing. How did that yeah. all come together uh, with you oh, entertaining boy, over there? I I, uh, I I left my guitar in Korea, <laughs> and uh, I got transferred to um, the Philippines. Uh, I think it was 1953, and and um, at the service club they had guitars there, and I, I could practice there. And I decided, well, let's start a band. There's other people, I, every now and then, at nighttime, you know, I'm off duty, I'd be over there at the service club trying to learn more about my how to play guitar. And uh, other guys were doing it too, a lot of them. So we decided to get try, try to start a band, and we did. Call ourselves Luzon, you know, Luzon Valley Boys. Uh, uh, Luzon in the Philippines Islands, there's Luzon Islands, you know, so. And we were in the Philippines, so we call us Luzon Valley Boys. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> and uh, we, uh, we, uh, I, I got out of, uh, I, I was released from the army, um, uh, and I, of course, the Luzon Valley Boys stayed stayed together as long as they could. Uh, and uh, you know, the military sends you different places, you know, and uh, so it didn't. It, it, I, I still have the pictures, some pictures of of, of those guys, and. and uh, some of the letters we wrote back and forth. That's just the memories now, you know. So hmm. uh, that's Matthews on Valley Boy. Is, is that what you wanted to know? Yeah. Well, I think it's great because that's there's so many folks that start out like that, uh, singing and playing oh, yeah. uh, sure. in the service, and and they yeah. go on to have these uh, storied careers. I, one of the, I mean, look at Roger Miller, who started out. Uh, sort of in the service. They're still in the. I think he was still in the army, if I remember right, when he finally uh, made it up there. Well, your career yeah. has, has spanned decades uh, in, in not only country music, but then in, in your outdoor education uh, life as well. Earth, Earth Day every day. Earth Day <laughs> every day. There you go. Everybody's <laughs> going to remember that now who, uh, who saw you come to their school or, or whatever. When was the well, switch? I'm, I'm, you know? I am amazed. I, I, jeepers, I get phone calls, emails from all over Georgia, or really most of the Southeast, but mainly, mainly Georgia, from, from people who, and, and, and when I do go like to the Buckarama when I'm there at my booth, uh, all day long people, these grown-ups, the big guys, big, you know, both grown-up people, uh, and uh, so they knew me when they, uh, they were a kid, they saw me at school, and they remember, it's amazing that they remember, you know, so, it's a surprising. It's also gratifying because um, I, I, I was when I became Okie Finoki Joe. I was living alone out there in the Okie Finoki Swamp, working at the Swamp Park. Of course, I, my job. I mean, but uh, at nighttime that park would close. All the people had to leave, and the swamp became uh, swamp again. Yeah, <laughs> they closed in all around me. <laughs> well, and that's and, uh, where so much of your music comes from uh, that that you recorded uh, yeah. as Okie Finoki Joe. I mean, yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, swamp boy. wise, being one of them, I, you can just imagine I, when you listen to those 
those those recordings. I uh, it, it could have been in a studio. Yeah, it's the truth. Where it could have been right there uh, in the swamp where you were at uh, uh, recording that yeah. stuff. What yeah. do you still want people to know about about your time in the swamp and and in Earth Day every day? What what's that that thread that, well, that runs through all of this? My whole purpose. I, 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 God spoke to me in the swamp. That's that's for the rest of my life. I've, I've been I've been a true believer and. And I'm in Jesus Christ, and, and of course God Almighty. Uh, um, and I, I felt like my job that I was being uh, trained to do was to become an orator or a, um, I call myself a wildlife evangelist, <laughs> to speak to, to the whole world, not just here in the, our country, but about all of God's creation out there in the natural world. It's, it's, a, it's that's. The, the natural world is responsible for keeping the earth like it is so we can live on it, make make it suitable for us to live upon it. And we, we need to pay more attention to it as well and uh, learn more about what hurts it and what doesn't. So, yeah, that was my whole purpose all the time I was doing that. I still, with my emails and my, my uh, Facebook um, blurbs or whatever, I post some things, I, I try to, talk about the same subject in a, maybe in a different way but same same idea same purpose you know we, we got to become aware we, we got a lot of human human problems a lot of political problems especially right now in this country but but uh, uh we also need to remember the earth we live upon respect it and treat it more better might say because i ain't supposed to say it anymore am i <laughs> no, I get it. Well, I, I think that you were one of the, you were really one of the first guys out there doing that kind of stuff uh, in in the schools, and I think it was great. Uh, I think it was great stuff that it just out general outdoor knowledge. You know, snakes are not my favorite critters on the face of the yeah, earth. Sure, I, I but but you you had a way of bringing. Uh, bringing them into the classroom and saying, that, look, that, this- that's, that's, that's the reason I used the snakes. They, they, they really kept, kept the kids attention. You know? <laughs> yeah, um, I bet. And, and some, sometimes, I mean, I mean they're, they're right about smack dab in the middle of the food chain. Uh, yeah. Uh, anything bigger than, bigger than a snake. You know, they, they're, they're, they're right about in the middle. And they, uh, they, they, but their job is, to, to, uh, for on the earth is to to uh, control populations of rodents for the most part, you know, and uh, that helps us. You know, they, they, I think they do more favors for the human race than any other wild animal that we know of. Hmm. Uh, uh, there's their venom, so the venom's a lot of it being used for medicines for different things, and uh, they're learning more about that every day about the medic med- medicines that are available or, or, or can be. Take uh, derived derive from venom, snake venom, and uh, anyhow, they're just, uh, uh, they're important to the balance of the earth. And they're important to us too because we need the earth to be balanced. <laughs> yeah, and if and if we don't if we don't get it there, it's going to get it there itself, I guess. But uh, yeah, we're, we're destroying more and more habitat. We're doing all kinds of things. We're poisoning the the sky, the atmosphere. We're, we're doing stuff we. We should know better, but we don't. So we're just human beings, you know. So, uh, anyhow, that was my mission to help people uh, cooperate better with the life processes on the earth. I think it's a great mission, and and your music reflects it. And uh, the thing yeah. that I loved about it, it was it was really 
in my opinion, and looking back on a lot of your stuff, it was never uh, it was never political. It was always just stuff that no, no. Uh, that was that was right here. And, and here's what uh, here's what you've got. Humans, it's for us humans, for, for the wild creatures, of course. But right. Us humans, no matter what political party, yeah. you know, had, had, had no, no no bearing on it. <laughs> That's right. Well, I had a friend who uh, who became a, an, a television journalist who became a an environmental reporter, and I. I asked her one time, I said, you know, what's your, your, your biggest problem that, that you encounter in this? And she said, well, I don't know when, I don't know when the environment uh, became a political device of only the left. And she said, you know, I'm not saying I'm right or left, but, but how did it get hijacked? She said, I, I think everybody deserves to have, uh, you know, clean drinking water and, and fresh air to breathe. And and yes, she's sir. she has uh, really done a great job in in removing some of those stereotypes. I, so I wanted who, to get who, who is it? Well, she's a friend of mine by the name of Allison, and uh, Allison. she does great work out uh, all over the place. Where she's uh, she's been on the show a time or two, but uh, does does great work. I wanted to get into uh, some of the stories from your book because they're so powerful. Uh, and I'll let you take a pick. Uh, one that I just think is great was uh, playing poker with Ernest Tubb. Uh, and then the other one that I <laughs> that I just thought was so great was your uh, the song "No Help Wanted," which uh, of course was by Bill Carlisle, one that he wrote. Uh, you can't hear Jumpin' Bill Carlisle sing that song without without having a smile on your face. I, yeah. tell, tell me about either one of those, uh, either playing poker or or that summer you spent with uh, Bill Carlisle. Both great oh, stories. Uh, well. <laughs> uh, I love- Long story short, he he, uh, he he was a great great person, by the way. He invited me over to his house lots of times, eat supper and things like that. And I met his family, and and, uh, and uh, we on, on tour there. One one of those tours was winter time, got cold, and we 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 couldn't sleep because we had to keep going <laughs> yeah. through the snow to make it to the next. Sometimes the next show would be a a couple hundred miles away, and and. Uh, we had to keep drive all night and all day because of the snow. We had to drive slow, you know. So anyhow, we, nobody slept, and we were all very, very tired by the end, by about the third day or so. And um, but, but he's, he's, he still did his so great jumping, Bill Carlisle. He'd come out and say something. So uh, while I was on tour with him, I decided I'd become the only, world's only jumping fiddle player. And he introduced me. I come out on, on the stage jumping, <laughs> jumping around and having fun. Yeah, jumping up, man, as I, I'm jumping, I jumping out on the stage really. <laughs> and I, I played the Orange Blossom Special, something like that, on the fiddle, and you know, just just for kicks. And and I, and I grab my guitar and do, do a song or something. But uh, was, we had a lot of fun, um, and uh, we also were very tired. You know, we wore out, wore out more more than tired, just wore out. But uh, I, uh, any any other I I don't remember any much else uh, to say about Bill Carlisle. I mean, but just a great he was a guy. Good friend. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yeah. Good well, person. all of these stories, by the way, are in your book. My walk among the stars, rubbing shoulders with country giants. Uh, you yeah. can get a copy of this book. I'm 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 hoping right there at the Buckarama uh, next oh, yeah. weekend. Yeah, I'll have everything with me. <laughs> yeah, books and CDs. Oh, and, CDs, everything. Yeah, all kind of fun stuff down there, and 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 good stories with your uh, down there at uh, the Buckarama in Perry, Georgia, where you can go see Dick Flood, yeah. and uh, just 
rub some shoulders with Dick Flood down there and have fun. Yeah, come on, come on down and rub fists. That's right. Yeah, and and bring you know bring bring enough money that you can go home with a book. Yeah, because, yeah don't don't forget your money. Yeah, you're gonna want uh, the. These, uh, uh, I, I, I'm going to do a show on on Saturday and on Sunday, one o'clock on Saturday and three o'clock on Sunday. I've been doing a show. Um, it's hard for me to play guitar anymore. I'm, I'll, I'll be ninety years old pretty soon. It's hard for me to play the guitar, so I've got soundtracks. I'll be doing karaoke, you know. And I have to sit for my show. I can't. I'm, I can't walk. I'm kind of crippled up now. But I'll be. I'll be there. <laughs> well, that'll be fun. And it's one p.m. on on Friday. On Saturday. On Saturday. Saturday. Okay. And then yeah, Saturday. I, I won't be doing shows on Friday, but Saturday and Sunday. Okay. okay so Saturday at one and Sunday at three. At uh, three. Yeah. They're at the yes. Buckarama. You can go down and see. Yeah, the Buckarama boy. Yeah, yeah, big time. The Grand Ole Opry, now the Buckarama, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's great. As good as. Listen, you, 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 played, you played the Opry so many times. Uh, oh, and just, I mean, made a, made a name for yourself back then. When I first moved to Nashville, I was invited to be on the Opry almost every Saturday night when, and, um, I, I, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> of course I did it. I had some difficulties sometimes because it, I had to be careful what song I sang. But like the Three Bells, for example, the Browns had, had a giant hit with it. If not all the chapel bells were ringing and the Levada, that song. Uh, and um, I, my, my version came out three weeks after theirs did. But my, mine wrote separately to, in the charts up to number 20. There's one to number one. But if the Browns were there, I couldn't do three bells. If, uh, let's see, what else? There's several other ones that uh, uh, covered that I, uh, if they were there, I couldn't sing that song. But uh, if uh, Ray Price was there, I couldn't sing Crazy Arms, for example. I had, I had to pick some. I love that song, Crazy Arms. Uh, oh, and, yeah. Uh, I sang it. I thought I sang it good. <laughs> Things like that would happen. I, I followed sometimes, like, like for example, I followed. Uh, um, oh, uh, from Florida. I can't his name. Uh, please help me. I'm falling. Hank oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hank yeah, And I followed him one night. He had a standing ovation. He had, he had to sing it over again, and then he brought me out. <laughs> well, somebody never, I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah, I, I was a difficult position for me. I did my song. I got a little bit of applause, you know, nothing like Hank. <laughs> the same thing happened with somebody else. Ferlin Husky, when the wings of a snow white dove, I followed him on that. Ferlin was a dear, good friend of mine, really good friend. Mm. I love him like a brother. And uh, I rode his bus a lot. Um, he, uh, um, in later years, um, well, maybe 12, 13 years ago, something like that, I got in touch with him and, and um, we traded C CDs. He, he sent me about 30, and I only had four. <laughs> <laughs> but I sent him, sent him my four. <laughs> well, I loved your time, and you, you even write about uh, about Bill Anderson uh, in your yeah, book. And, I, uh, I, I just think the world of he what he's still, doing. He, still, he, he wrote a tremendous blurb for my book. Good gosh. Yeah. And the very first pages of the book, uh, what, what, what I don't think, skip blurb, blurb, I guess you call it. Yep. Uh, and uh, he, there's more to it. He wrote about uh, 15 paragraphs, and I could only use a few part, parts of it. You know, good guys, I, I keep it. It's in my one of my treasure chests here. You know, 
Well, I mean, what a guy. It, it, I mean, yeah, he's, he's done bad, more for uh, he's done country so much. music. Yeah. He, he was so successful, and he did, did so much for country music besides having hit records. He, he did so much, you know, emceeing all kinds of shows and stuff, you know, and, and, uh, all, and just all around good good person, all around good good off for country music. Yeah. Well, you got to get a copy of the book, and I'm telling you, uh, you got to go down and well, meet I, Joe. Got one. <clears throat> You've got, got one. one. Well, <laughs> go on down and get a copy of it. Uh, for the man himself, uh, this coming, not this weekend, but the, the following weekend there in Perry, Georgia. Pretty soon, pretty soon now. Yep, yep. Going to be fun. Well, listen, Dick, I hope, will you come back on the show sometime? I really yeah, hope you will. Of course I will. I'll come back more as O'Keefe and O'Keefe. Oh, you right. do that. You do that. Come on back, and we'll we'll talk again real soon. I've got to right. duck out here for a commercial break. Right, and you, you take care. We'll talk real soon. Thanks again, Dick. Right. Take care, brother. Bye-bye. Dick Flood, everybody. You can catch him uh, at the Buckarama coming up here uh, real soon uh, in Perry, Georgia. Uh, that's coming up, I believe, uh, the 19th through the 21st. Just going to be a great time down there uh, at uh, the Buckarama. And I'm looking forward to uh, to being down there as well and seeing uh, seeing you, hopefully, uh, hanging out, having fun, and, uh, and getting a hold of uh, Dick Flood's book. We'll be right back after this. Hi, this is Wade Peoples from Georgia Folk and Farm Life Radio. I'm here to tell you about Meeks Brothers Cattle Company. And you don't have to worry about supply chain issues or where your beef comes from. Do what I do and call Meeks Brothers Cattle Company today. You can get a whole, half, a quarter, any amount of beef you want. Good quality beef. Vacuum pack. Lasts up to three years in your freezer. It's grass-fed, grain-finished, made to order. Visit Meeks Brothers Cattle Company on Facebook today and tell them Brother Wade sent you. And that's Meeks Brothers Cattle Company. Thank you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, welcome back here to Neighbor to Neighbor. Matt Jolly hanging out here with you. We were talking to Dick Flood earlier. Always great to have him on. And I wanted to change gears now and bring on Brother Wade. You there, Brother Wade? How are you? I am right, right here, as we say, right here. Well, it's always fun to have Dick Flood on the show and telling the story. He was talking about Patsy Cline and all kind of stuff uh, today. Just, man, I love that guy. Love hearing. He knew all the greats. Yeah, yeah, he was there. Oh yeah, and they all knew him. I mean, it, that's the 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 fun thing about you know Dick's stuff. Anytime he comes on, it's just all the stories. You need to have him back on. Um, he's going to be at the Buckarama in Perry. And Perry, uh, I love the Buckarama. That's a great event. We got to go down there and see him. Hadn't been in years, but it was good. Well, I think we need to go down there and see him. All right, let me see here. I'm I'm counting. Uh, I'm counting this up here. You're going to help me with something. Uh, let's just see. You're counting on me to help you with something. I'm backing counting up, on you. Backing up. Backing yeah. Up. 
No, no, I'm counting on I'm counting on you here because I I I need this is radio. This is live radio, so nothing goes as fast as you want it to. Um, I need you to pick a number here this morning uh, between one and let's say seven. Between one and seven, what would that number be? Four. Four. Well, let's just see because uh, four, if I have counted this right, uh, is going to be TJ. Goss. TJ Goss is going to be our first lucky winner of some Bellamy Brothers tickets. He's a Georgia Folk and Farm Life member. He is a member of Georgia Folk and Farm Life. So TJ Goss, if you can go, if you can go to the show, uh, I've got some tickets that are yours. We're going to give away two sets, but uh, we'll try TJ Goss first and see if... Uh, Good. Yeah. See if he can win. The Bellamy Brothers. Let your love flow, redneck girl. I mean, oh, my goodness. Uh, do you love do as good as you look? Of, if I told you they had a beautiful body, would you hold it against me? Didn't they do that one? Yeah. I said they had a beautiful Yeah, that yeah. was a good song. Yeah. They had a bunch of good ones. Uh, Howard Bellamy. There. Yeah. Howard's going to be on the show tomorrow. We're going to have some fun with him tomorrow. Yeah, we'll be good. And uh, he's, the, he's, he's one of the two brothers in the Bellamy Brothers. Right. I say that like there's more than one. I don't I think there's more than one. I grew up next to him. Did you? Yeah, with the Bellamy's when they were not my neighbors. Tony, yeah. Tommy, <laughs> Tony, <Owen>. Tom. <laughs> there's a whole bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody wrote in uh, the well, other day. They were set of Bellamy's, but they were they were, did play music there. Yeah, uh, played, played it on the radio. Yeah, they. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I was I was laughing because somebody wrote in. And I've got to find it. Who was telling a story about? Uh, the Bellamy brothers' mother was their school bus driver before wow. she retired. So how's that? You know, that's imp- yeah, impressive. Yeah, it is impressive. That's a you know one of those dubious claims to fame. You know, thing. You know, yeah, dubious. Yeah, I I never had a good bus driver story. Mm-hmm. We we had a bunch in the Scouts when we rode our old, you know, school bus well, that the clapped we, out we did, school bus. We did have some teenagers driving the buses at times, and those were wild rides. But yeah, you know, mm. back when I was in, they were in Georgia. Uh, high school students could drive the bus. Oh legally. gosh! <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I bet that was fun. Oh yeah, the discipline was lax. Yeah, yeah. I bet. <laughs> Yeah. So student yeah. wait students could drive the bus Lately, like a, like lawfully, a yes. like yes. a part time job like well, what are you going to yeah, do they, I'm going to drive the school right. bus they drove the school bus when they were going there anyway and it you know they make a little extra <laughs> <bit of> money <laughs> it helped with their attendance record too because you couldn't be out if you drove the bus you know oh my god other kids are going to be Can out you imagine right. kids driving the bus today well that uh, okay oh, yeah. why not yeah yeah. Well, they did back then. They finally outlawed that. But, uh, yeah, I can remember well riding with uh, a junior in high school driving the bus. Wow. Mm-hmm. that Nothing could go wrong with that. No, no. Yeah. And you somehow made it, you somehow made it to school. Well, yeah. there you go. Good for you. Well, that's good stuff. By the way, the show last night was a lot of fun. And I wanted to have good. you on. Uh, Scotty Womack was on last night uh, to talk about photography and all kind of good stuff. And that podcast is up right now uh, there for the Georgia Folk and Farm Life radio show, which uh, 
uh, is just a continuation of the great fun uh, that you have there every single day uh, in the Georgia Folk and Farm Life Facebook group. And if you're we, not already a member, fun. did you join read it. the story I wrote the other day about the vacuum for the oh, yeah. church? It that was a barn burner of a story, too. Yeah, that was a good story. And it was true. It's absolutely, there's not a part of that I made up. Not a bit, really. I, I didn't embellish it. it much, but it was a true story. Did you ever? Did, did I tickled myself with that one? I, I did. <laughs> I, I called Judy and had her read it out loud, and we laughed about it over the phone. And I said, you know, I shouldn't laugh at my own crap, but I do sometimes. And that one made me laugh. You know? How many vacuum salesmen have you ever known? Uh, a couple, but I wouldn't listen to them. Yeah. I've known some really terrible ones, and the yeah. good the well, good the books suck, you know. Uh, well, it did if you did it right. Hello, that was not not yeah. this this thing working. Yeah, hey, I know, yeah. I got it. This thing on. <laughs> <laughs> but I think a good book would be would be stories of former vacuum cleaner salesmen because they they went on to go do some really neat stuff. Uh, that was a job that that many people were not born to do. Uh, some did it very well. Uh, no, it was not a calling. I wouldn't think it was, and it's not too big of talent. Yeah. Uh, and there, there's probably a lot of great people out there that went on to do some really fun stuff uh, who used to be vacuum cleaner salesmen. Well, so, Barney Fife, you know, Barney quit as a deputy there for a while and sold vacuums. Yeah. Out there. Sound in, like you had no clue about that. I, I had no clue about that. I've got a show yeah. that I'm working on about, uh, you know, up there in Mount Pilot and all that area. Um, <laughs> good good stuff for uh, for History Worth Saving that we're doing. Up there, that what a what a great show. History, history worth saving is is a great thing project that you do, and I I, I think uh, more people should be aware of it. We need to we need to push that because it's a great resource for and uh, a treasure. Well, really we're is. saluting teachers uh, this coming season. We've got all types of teachers. Uh, you should have me saluting. on there. Yeah, about your days. You as did a, like the second episode. I think was about. Yeah, me. it was. And you yeah. done forgot that, hadn't you? That was years ago. Oh, yeah, years and years ago. Years and years ago. Back when uh, Ma Bell was still working at the That's phone right. company. That's yeah. right. You could get a, back when you could get a busy signal. <laughs> I, you think, well, it's been a while. It's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute. Well, Carl, you say when he was a little a business signal? A yeah. business signal. Yeah. A business signal. Come up with well, there you go. All right, I got to get out of here and play some more country music, but uh, go join up with Wade Peebles on Georgia Folk and Farm Life. Uh, yeah, there read on about Facebook. my first job at cleaning up the church. Yeah, mm-hmm. not That's a vacuum story. salesman, but it, but it used one. Mm-hmm. There you go. No, I didn't use a vacuum salesman. I used a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. yeah. Well, you knew That's what I meant to say. Not... There you yeah, go. I want to clarify that. <laughs> Either way, the job sucked. <laughs> there you go. All right, brother Wade. Good to hear your voice. Good to be here. Thanks, Matt. Talk to you real soon. All right, bye. Well, everybody, it has been yet another episode of Neighbor to Neighbor. My thanks to Dick Flood for coming on and sharing his stories. you got to go get a copy of his book down there at the Perry Buckarama, My Walk Among the Stars, Rubbing Shoulders with Country Giants. My Walk Among the Stars there by Dick Flood. Great stuff in that book. You can get it uh, at the Perry Buckarama uh, coming up next weekend. And don't forget his show next uh, Saturday at 1 p.m. and then Sunday at 3 p.m. 1 and 3, you can hear uh, Dick Flood, Okie Finoki Joe, uh, 
do a little bit of singing. Going to be a great time down there at the Buckarama, and I look forward to seeing you there myself. All right, Howard Bellamy tomorrow. Be on the lookout. Uh, TJ, TJ Goss, you have won some tickets to go see the Bellamy Brothers live uh, and in concert. Coming up here, uh, you know, just real soon, as in Friday, you're going to be on. So uh, we'll look forward to seeing you then uh, at the Bellamy Brothers show. We're going to wrap things up this morning, and uh, we'll be back uh, all day, of course, with some great country and Western music. If you haven't heard it yet, take a listen to something other than Neighbor to Neighbor or the Georgia Folk and Farm Life show, and, and hear some of the great music that we play on there, like Dick Flood. Uh, and like the Bellamy Brothers. It's coming up right here, right now, on your home for good company and great country. Georgia Radio. Glad you're here. Georgia Radio. Good company and great country. Yeah.